Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we're going to talk Big Ten basketball today. Play Up Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. John Murgis is here. What's happening, dude? Hey, my friend. What's going on on this beautiful Thursday morning? It's beautiful where you are. It's it's actually sunny here, which is nice. But, yeah, I'm fired up because I always look forward to the NCAA tournament. I love filling out my brackets. I love watching the games. I'm a sports junkie, really, but I'm excited for everything that's coming up in college basketball. And I'm disappointed about the baseball, <laughs> to be honest with you. Today no, we... it just feels like a, a crappy day knowing that the regular season is not going to open on time. Yeah, they canceled the first, um, what, two series so far. And I'm sure there's more down the road. It's disappointing for me, Phil, because, you know, living here in Sarasota, I like to go to, um, you know, these spring training teams, you know, not the the Pirates are great or anything, but you got the Orioles, who are horrible, in Sarasota. So you get cheap tickets. But I like to go out, and I like to watch some spring training. And I'm being cheated of that by the situation, this labor dispute. Um, I, I I blame both the players and the owners. It's, it's greed on both sides. And um, it's something that just it just sucks because – you know, I, I really enjoy going to games. I'll drive up to Tampa. I'll see the Yankees play. Drive over to Clearwater. You get the Phillies. You know, and then you get all the teams to visit. The Braves. Um, you know, my beloved Cubs are out in Arizona. I was hoping to make a trip out there and um, to see some Cubs games. That's not going to happen. And I really enjoy handicapping baseball, betting baseball. But um, I've bet a lot more college basketball, as you know, and Hey, with all full transparency, man, on a one in seven run in the last two days, and I'm almost I'm surprised by it. I, I thought I was on the right side on, on on several of the games, but it's a new day, and so we don't worry about the losses. We try to try to look for the wins. Yep, it's a new day. That's the first lesson I learned when I got to Vegas when I was 18 years old. If you're crying about your losses, you shouldn't be gambling. You shouldn't be. You should expect. I expect. I expect dry runs. You know. And I. I, I hey, listen. I'm glad I'm not firing dimes. You know, there were two hundred and fifty dollar bets. Um, Wyoming last night came in late. Usually, I tweet my plays out. Not usually, but a lot of times, I'll tweet my plays out for fun. Mm-hmm. And I just bet, played that game later, and um, they disappointed me. A lot of a lot of upsets, you know these these uh, these teams, the, the the dogs especially, they show up to play. That interesting game I had was when, you know, you find out that IUPUI has five guys dressed to play against Oakland, which is located in Michigan. Yep, <laughs> I know all about that school. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure you do. <laughs> Excuse me, but five guys dressed. I'm, you know, I did my research on the previous game. They're, uh, they had six. The coach, you know, was talking about oh, his point guard's getting tired. You can see he's fatigued. But the only guy he's got on the bench is the center. So he takes the point guard out, throws the center in. Um, and, uh, God, they, they lost by five points to Oakland. <laughs> and Oakland's given 23 and a half. And I, I bet the, you know, my usual. 250 usually 250 to 500 um so you know i'm a i'm a wise guy 
I got to throw an extra dime on on I on uh, Oakland, I should say. Right. And I was just amazed that you know you're Oakland's able to rotate guys in everything else. You can wear them down. Um, that's bad coaching and great shooting. I noticed by IUPUI. Ooey pooey. Yeah, three three. They, so they got they got their third win. Wow. <laughs> it cost me eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks. Real nice. Yeah, real nice. But that's you know when I was coming up in Michigan, Oakland was a community college. It was. Yeah, a lot of guys I played high school basketball with ended up going to like there or there was another one in Flint called Mott Community College uh, to get their grades up or whatever. But yeah, they usually play pretty good basketball, but you know what happened. They overlooked that team. And of course, the coaching, you made that very clear. Coaching is a big part of these college basketball games, whether we like it or not. And they didn't come out and take care of business at all. I was kind of surprised that it ooey pooey covered, but it's March Madness, and that's what happens sometimes. You know, these teams uh, they put in a full effort every night. College basketball is so unlike the NBA, but it really is. It's two different sports, you know. You know, and we've we've spoken past about how I feel about the NBA, but you know, I'm more of a college basketball guy. Yeah, I love the you know. Tournament time is going to come, you know, the big dance. We're going to next week, I'm sure we're going to be talking about the 11 and 12 seeds we feel have a chance to win straight up. Um, there's going to be some upsets, as we know, but um, we have uh, we have some time to work on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But right now, we've got three Big Ten games, and you know, we're going to put our winning streak on the line. 8-0? We are 8-0 in the Big Ten this year. Um we didn't do so well on the other conference that we had the other night, but that's okay. But we're 8-0 in the uh, college basketball, or at least the Big Ten, and you can track all those at betstamp.app. Mine also. Yeah, You're the one that turned me on. February 5th, I made my biggest plays um, and uh, started off right, cut into some of that money with some college basketball, but I'm, I'm getting ready to turn it around. We'll turn it around tonight because I'm betting all three of the – all three of the picks that we're going to be talking about today. As am I, and I can't wait. The first up, though, Michigan State, Ohio State. This is the first time that they played in almost two seasons. And uh, OSU is a six-point home favorite. The total is 138.5. What do you like about this one? Other than the fact that I already have an idea where you're headed, let us know. What's yeah, up? but Spartans, you know, Spartans have been uh, a four-point. I mean, list, they've been an underdog in their last four games, and um, dropped, they've actually dropped two of the previous three. Um, you know, I love Tom Izzo. You know, met the guy once. That's not why I love him. I just think he's a great coach. He's been in Michigan State forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just definitely think that, as far as me, you know, being being the numbers guy that I am. The first thing that shot out at me is six. I, I could see three and a half, four, but that extra basket, boy, I mean, to, not to be short and sweet, but right away I'm like, dude, I circled Michigan State, said, hey, listen, let's look into this. You're right, they haven't played in a while. And so there's not a lot to um, to uh, to go on as far as, you know, recent um, stats, but – I just think that Izzo is the kind of coach when a team's playing, you know, and they, they haven't been playing good ball. They've been um, basically, you know, unorganized, not crisp passing. Um, they're not able to handle, a, you know, if you, if you press them, their passes, you know, the, the passing game comes into play. And um, they're a better coach team than they're showing, but – for this particular game tonight, I've already made my play. I take I took Michigan State plus the six points. Okay. You know, nineteen and ten against an eighteen and nine. Hey, listen, no slight towards Ohio State. They're they're a good team, but from what you've been seeing and I've been seeing, these teams are playing close. These basketball games are close, and you've got to really be wary of jumping on any favorites. Oh yeah, of course. Now I'm with you on the Michigan State play. One of the big keys for Ohio State is Zed Key. I, I yeah. guess I made it funny there. And he's their <laughs> best defensive player. 
and he's been he's missed the last two games. He's going to probably miss tonight. And there's a kid who has the highest defo- defensive rebounding percentage on the team. He also is involved in 21% of the offensive possessions. Shoot. And him not being there is going to make things very difficult. Michigan State's a great coach team. I was able to go to a camp that Tom Izzo was doing when I was in high school. And he had another guy with him named Steve Mariucci. They're both from the Upper Peninsula. They're best friends. They went to Lake Superior State, I think. But long story short, is this Izzo? This is the time for him to shine. This is when his teams usually do well, right? Oh, absolutely. Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo is a tournament coach. Um, he's a he's a conference tournament coach. He's a, a, a you know NCAA tournament coach. This is when he comes and he's dead serious. He's he's he gets this, these these players prepared. He's probably one of one of if not the best preparation coaches in in college basketball. His teams come out to play every game, um, and and that's what I expect tonight. I expect and you know as you said with with key out it being you know twenty one percent of an offense. Poof, that's a lot to lose. That's why I was looking at that. Not not the only reason, but you know, taking that into consideration, and then giving Michigan State six points and not having twenty one percent of your offense. I, I don't know. It's because they're at home. You know, you're gonna. What are you gonna pay, Phil? The the extra two to three points sometimes when teams are evenly matched. You're gonna pay a two point premium on points. Um, that's understandable. But I just I'm, I'm comfortable with Michigan State plus six, maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line, although I haven't done it now. But um, you know, a six point spread, you know, equated to a money line, it's pretty good money line. It's, let's face it, Phil, it's two baskets, man. It's two baskets. But the best thing too with this key being out is an already strong offensive rebounding team that Michigan State is. Yes. Automatically gets better. And those put-back opportunities are important, especially on the road. The only thing that gives me pause about the money line is the turnover percentage for Michigan State. They're one of the worst turnover percentages in the game, according to Ken Palm. 13.5, is that the number you have? 13.5 turnovers a game? Yes, they turn the ball over 19.7% of their possessions. But here's the fun part, though is that Ohio State's defense doesn't create that. They don't force turnovers. They have one of the worst forced turnover rates in the college game. They rank like 326 at that. Yeah. So those turnovers, while they look bad, they might not be a bad or a big deal tonight on the road against Ohio State, especially the way Izzo coaches. The other thing, too, is the way they shoot. Both teams are going to shoot the ball. That 138.5 point total, that may end up being exploitable also because you're not going to see a lot of defense tonight. You're going to see a suffering defense without key. But Michigan State, eh, their defense is okay. You know, it's not yeah. great. And Ohio State's defense is already just average with, with key. Without him, they get worse. So I like that play a lot. I like the Sparties. You know, it's amazing. The, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, Phil, but, you know, the turnover ratio, um, a lot of guys look at, uh, you know, offensive and, and, you know, offensive rebound differential, rebound differential um, as part of their handicapping. I've started to do that, too. I've noticed that it's that you can be successful on, on, on some games when, you know, you've got a team that definitely out-rebounds a team. But the turnover ratio is amazing because Ohio State, they only turn the ball over you know, average of 11 times a game. Mm-hmm. They're ranked 40th in the country. Where Michigan State, as, as you mentioned, turns the ball over 13 and a half times a game. But just that two and a half point differential is 209 positions. Which basically, Michigan State's 249th in the country in, in, in turnovers. Well, with only 11, two and a half less, Ohio State's 40th in the country. It's just amazing. It's not that big of a difference, but two and a half, you know, it, it shows in, in the rankings. 
And it does. Which, and Ohio State can't take advantage of that, though. That's the one thing that I've learned from watching Ohio State is they don't take advantage of these things. Or if they do, it doesn't make a big difference. But that six points is a lot. The only thing that keeps me off the money line is that the Spartans are 0-4 in their last four away games. I know. But you know what? At the end of the day, that defense, that Michigan State defense, is allowing like 79 points per game over their last four. You can bet Izzo is going to keep that in check. Losing Key is not a good thing. Again, he's not a household name, but he's a glue guy for them, and he takes care of business. I like the MSU play. Willie, are you going to do the money line too, or no? No, nah, you know, I was thinking about sprinkling it, but you bring up a good point. But that that um, so you know, for the guys and a lot and uh, guys and, and and the gals out there that that uh, play, we can't forget about all the all the nice ladies that are out there. They're betting. Some are successful, um, but. It's interesting that, you know, with all the props, props are such a huge part of this industry now. Mm-hmm. And so you have to look at that team total um, when, when, when you mention, uh, you know, points being scored. Because there's some value, man. I mean, I haven't gotten into the, the, the prop game as, as much as, as most have, but... You look at some team totals when you when you run into a situation like this. Michigan State scores at will um, tonight, and uh, you can probably, probably find some value. I don't have it in front of me right now, the Michigan State team total, but that's probably something to look at. I would. I would look at that. I would also look at the Ohio State team total also yeah. and play under know. because they're not going to win by six points, and that's what that team total is based on. So. You always want to pay attention to that. Those are all great points. I haven't really got into the individual player props so much, but the team totals are great, and that's another good way to cash. So we're both in agreement on Michigan State plus six. All right, that'll give us to nine and zero right there. Yeah, there you go. Now the next one. This one. This one should be very interesting. You've got the Penn State Nittany Lions. They are a twelve and a half point away. Underdog taking on the Illinois Fighting Illini, and the total is 132.5 points. What do you like about this one? Well, with Illinois, there's still there's still a shot at getting a piece of that Big Ten title. So you know, Wisconsin's locked up part of it. They're they're already you know you know they'll win it if um, Illinois you know kind of fades. But I don't expect Illinois to fade. Um, uh, it's enough motivation for Illinois to come out and, and have a strong performance at home. You know, knowing that, hey, listen, we win. You know, we're still in for a shot at the Big Ten title. It's a big deal. So I give Illinois, I think they'll they'll come out and be ready to play tonight. Um, over the last few games, they're, we're hitting, you know, 22 of 42. And with their offense um, averaging 22 out of 42 shots, I mean, you know, this, this team is – they could shoot Illinois. They got the horses, you know. It's a hell of a conference, the Big Ten, Phil. You got to admit. I mean, oh yeah, you know, straight down, these 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 teams are all playing, and um, but uh, I I really I really do think that Penn State. It's been a disappointing season for them, um, and those points spread now. I bet the game. I got it at Illinois minus twelve and a half. I I jumped, you know, and that that number stuck out at me again, saying. It should be a you know seventeen eighteen point win. Um, I don't want to call it a crap shoot, but some of these games have been. <laughs> it's unavoidable. But um, I do like Illinois minus the twelve and a half points. Yeah, that's a pretty good play too. I I think I'm in agreement with you. Um, Penn State is one and eight this season against the spread as the away team. They have a very high turnover rates. And they don't get to the free throw line at all. And you're going to have to score where the clock stopped to keep up with this Illinois team. Um, the one thing, though, I noticed about Illinois, now they're 1-4 in their last five home games. Yeah. And they're the favorite against the spread. But R.J. Melendez is out. And he is a big part of what they do, too, they being Illinois. Yeah, yeah. His... his uh, He's involved in 20% of the offensive possessions, and he's at 18.5% of the defensive rebounds are attributed to him. 
and he's not there. So Cockburn is going to have to do most of the heavy lifting probably again tonight. That's a lot I trust of points. He, 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 you know, he, he doesn't get a lot of he doesn't get as much playing time as as you like. But Illinois is loaded, as I said. I you know, and and um, you know, he's, he's a big man. He's going to get um, as far, not a big man, but he's he, he's a big part of the of um of what I expect their offense to do tonight. It's it's you know, it's next guy up. It's the old adage. You know, get this kid in here and give him the playing time, and he's going to have to he's going to have to you know prove himself. It's a great way to do it. This is a prep, man. It's a prep for the tourney. And so everybody's got to be ready to play. And I um, think Illinois will be ready to play. They've, they've been very disappointing at home. And I think that tonight is a big night. I think this is their last home game of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it's senior night. So it's senior I mean, they night. dominate. Yeah, they dominate in every aspect of, you know, Illinois. They can shoot the, they can shoot the hell out of the three, There's, you know, probably in the top. 35 in the country. I don't have it in front of me, but Illinois can definitely shoot the hell out of the three. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't turn. 44th. Good call. Oh. Are they 44th? Mm-hmm. In, percent, oh. in three-point field goal percentage, they sure are, and they shoot the 53rd most threes. They connect on a few of those early, and Penn State's going to go away quick. Yeah, I would think that, you know what, I'm looking at a closer first half. They'll fill each other out. Not a lot of points, but – Illinois should be able, and I'm saying should be able, to pull away in the second half of this game. Um, I, you know, as I looked at the roster on, on, on Penn State, you know, it's you're not dealing with a lot of experience. But um, then again, like you mentioned, it's a good call. Being senior night, it's always a big night in Champaign, as it is everywhere. But um, I'm just glad to see that Illinois is finally recruiting guys. I, I've always – had problems in the past, not the past couple years, but the previous years of not being able to get these really good college players out of the Chicago area. Well, um, that defense is going to put a hurting on Penn State tonight. You know, I like the Illinois minus 12.5 also, but one thing that you could do is live bet this at the beginning of the game, especially if Penn State comes out and scores a bit right off the bat. That's going to drive that number down. And when it does, you want to jump on it because Illinois is going to bury this team, I think. And Illinois is not a team who buries teams, and that's probably why they will because a lot's been expected of this team, especially out of Cockburn. And I think that they're just going to come out there and smash this team. Penn State's got a very good defense, though. and, and that's They do, yeah. And that's yeah. important to note. They are a good defense, and, and they cover really well, like, you know, they hold teams to under 48% from the field goal, an effective field goal percentage, but they don't force turnovers. They'll out-rebound this team, they'll offense and defense. I think Illinois is going to bury them. But, again, if you think 12.5 points is too many, and you might be right, then live bet this and wait for the line to come down because it will. We rarely talk about that, Phil. We rarely talk about the, the live bet. It's something that I, I don't do a lot of mm-hmm. um, because of the situation of living in Florida. Right. Um, but I could do it on my offshore, on my offshores, I should say. Added a couple more. I'm not going to give them free advertising, but um, I, I've had, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, unless they want to pay me. But anyhow, um, yeah, we don't talk about live betting much, but. In-game live betting with a point spread like that—that that makes all the sense in the world. You know, let's say Penn State comes out to a, you know, comes out and they're up ten to four. Well, you know, Illinois is going to be down to eight. It's a, you know, obviously a much better number than twelve and a half. And and you take into consideration my feeling of that Illinois second half surge, and now you might be you're looking at a really good number. You yeah. know, or even wait till halftime if it stays close. But the key to live betting is to do things while it's a commercial break or there's a timeout. Anytime there's a major stoppage in play because those numbers will bounce on you and you won't get the best line. You might get stuck with a bad one, especially if you're obviously betting online. That's the only way you can do it. But uh, Illinois, they should be able to cover the spread, I think. You know, they're good at home too, 11-3 and three against the spread. So we'll have to see, but with Melendez out, they could get dicey. 
Watch yeah, the- that hurts a little bit. That hurts a little bit, but I'm the eternal optimist. I'm saying, you know, like I said, next man up. Let's go. What next do you got? Next man up. That's yeah. That's- Why do we recruit you to sit on the bench? Come on, get in there and make up make up the difference. You're not going to make up 21 percent of the rebounding, but 20 percent of the rebounding, but hey, get six or seven boards. You know, five boards. Do something. Do but, um, something, yeah. Yeah, these are college kids, man. You know, it's 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 it's, it's always a tough play. We're bringing we're bringing in guys that are 18, 19, 20 years old. I know. It's huh? always worrisome. I hate that. That's what I hate about the tennis betting, is people give these young kids such a hard time, and then you got to deal with the hype machine. You know, everybody wants to be Coco Golf. They think Coco Golf should win everything, and you, know, you can't pay <laughs> attention to that hype machine. And no, you, you can't. To... You can't get involved. I try not to get involved in the hype. You don't. It's, it's something that we've we've learned over. I don't know what do we got between us. Eighty, almost ninety years of experience. Jeez. Yeah, somebody called me an OG again this morning. I, I guess that's a compliment. And that's fair. Oh, it's definitely a compliment. There's no doubt about it. But I you like know, it. I like hey, it. listen. You know, there, we, there's some OGs out there, and then hey, there's guys like uh, my my uh, friend and your friend who you had on the show, Slime Action, Eric Pauly. Now, what a what a what a sharp guy he is, huh? Oh yeah, he's fantastic. You know, he is fantastic. I enjoyed talking the games through with him, and and we came up with some really good plays yesterday. I think we went three and zero, and that was fantastic. Yeah, you did. You did go three and zero. As a matter of fact, I had a phone conversation with him yesterday, just real quick, and um, he was going over some games with me, and just the info that he's that he's you know. Coming up with and 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 and, and uh, you know his take on things is so involved and it's right off the top of his head. Oh um, yeah, he's very good at this. And that's why I'm heading over to Walgreens, getting my prevagen um, later on today, so that uh, <laughs> I can I can you know throw things out that fast. Ice tea, so the caffeine. Yeah, I'm on. I'm only on my second cup of coffee, and it's already eleven o'clock in the morning. Believe it or not. Wow. But. Uh, what do we got next, my friend? Okay, we've got one more game to go here, and we have the Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Michigan Wolverines. The Wolverines, it depends on what shop you're looking at. Playup has it at two points. They're a two-point favorite. Other places have it at one and a half. And the total is 154 and a half points. That number's been moving around quite a bit. What's your take on this one? What are, what are, let me ask you something. You got the numbers in front of you. What did that, what did that total open at? I think it opened at one fifty-two and a half. So, so there's definitely that, that that early money coming in on that on that uh, over. Sure is. And um, I really didn't look at that at that total, um, which I should probably pay more attention to totals. But um, you know, you have an I, you know, you you have an Iowa team. It's come, you know, had a decent season. This is Iowa. I mean, it's, schedule hasn't been that difficult as I as I look right now. There's a team, when you talk about a, a team that um, doesn't turn the ball over, man, that Michigan team, it's, it's surprising that they're only 16 and 12. They've, lost, they've been in some close games. They've been in some battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but they only, you know, the third in the country in turnovers. At home, um, I don't have in front of me. So what do you have for their uh, home record? I have it at... Uh, uh, Michigan is ten and four at home, and yeah, they're ten four, and they're five and five away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, no, yeah, ten and four at home. Yeah, I was yeah. five and five, five on the road. Yep. Yeah, I was five and five on the road, and that scares me, and it scares a lot of people. But it only leads me to, to say, you know, early on, I, I like Michigan, but with, with the way things are going right now, and, and just the feel I have for the game, which is. I'm not saying I'm not confident, but I've gotten nailed with a couple games. I kind of went over to the Iowa side. You know, I mean, everybody's looking for a good placing. They're starting to look at where they'll end up in the conference tournament. And so um, Michigan's basically going to be on the bottom half um, when the conference tournament comes. They're right in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. But um, I expect a big performance from Iowa tonight. They play at a strong pace. Um, field goal percentage isn't where I'd like to see it at. You know, all these teams are under 50%, but, you know, 45%, 46%, that's a little worrisome. Um, but 
my reasoning for it is I think they're going to be draining these threes tonight. Iowa can, can shoot the three pointer, and and that's what you know. Um, and I'm not I, I'm not saying great, but they can shoot the three. You know, and I've seen them in some games come in there and hit three, three, four threes in a row um, against some teams that are playing a little bit lighter defense. Now, I don't expect Michigan to to you know slouch tonight on defense. You know, they'll they'll still play. Um, they're competitive. I just don't think they have the horses that compete with Iowa. Now, I don't know if you agree with me, but that's that's a, a big part of of the reason I'm choosing Iowa is just that I think that overall, and we're talking just overall, they have the better team, better coaching, and the better opportunity as a dog to win at Michigan tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, they played just a week and a half ago. Yeah. And we were on the right side of that also. Yeah, we were. It was, we, we, because the game was 84-79, yeah. and we were definitely on the right side of we that. We took five points that game. You yeah. know, but the thing is, is Iowa only shot twenty percent from downtown. That was sick, you know, and that's and that was surprising. That and that's why, you know, when when you come in, and these teams are playing, but they're still practicing. They're, you know, one of the things they're going to tell these guys, especially going to the conference tournament, especially getting ready for the big dance, is that hey, listen, we've got to hit those threes. And you're seeing teams, and and you know what I've noticed this season, not as more than most seasons. As these guys aren't taking these three-pointers from the arch, they're taking these three-pointers from, as Marv Albert used to say, downtown. Yeah, downtown. That's the whole thing now. Come down the floor and shoot. Oh, man, just get over the, you know, just get between half court and a three-point arc, boom, and then they're hitting them. And, and I don't know if you ever noticed, but when a guy goes to block a three or, you know, get, get the hand in the face or try to get the hand in the ball – I would say from what I've witnessed this season in college basketball, about 80% of those three-pointers go in, the yeah. contested threes. I'm like, oh, he got his hand in front of his face. Swish. So that's another surprising thing. I look at all. You know what? I am the most unorthodox handicapper when it comes to college basketball. Right. I'm a little more mainstream and with football and especially baseball. But then again, we're not talking about baseball, but when we when we would do start talking about baseball, you'll notice, man, this guy bets a lot of pitch. He likes the pitchers. The pitchers, the pitchers, the pitchers. Oh yeah. And I, I come out of I come out of spring training and my my usually my first two to three weeks of baseball, a lot of guys say, well there's not enough data out there, not enough uh, sample size, but pitching just out out you know, outrules uh hitting early in the season pitchers are way ahead of the hitters way ahead and they, they usually stay ahead too i only do <laughs> those five innings and i'm only i'm all about the pitchers i couldn't care less about their offenses i'm only looking for hot pitches on them as an underdog in the first five innings but iowa when they played against michigan that last time you know when you shoot 22 percent, you normally shoot 35 percent from downtown that had a lot to do with why iowa lost you know, the, one of the things that we mentioned during that first battle, that first matchup, was that Iowa hadn't beaten a Ken Pond ranked team 43 or better. And that's behind them now because they've knocked off a couple teams since then. But this offense is one of the best in the country. They have the, high, the, the lowest turnover rate in the country. Michigan doesn't force turnovers. But Michigan's just a mediocre team defensively. Yeah. And I don't think, and I honestly believe, that Iowa probably should have won against Michigan. We didn't think Michigan was going to win, but we felt Michigan was going to cover. Now, in this instance, though, I think Iowa's probably going to win on the road, but I'm going to take the points and leave it be. And the total, that total could get pushed up there because neither one of these teams are what you would consider defensive juggernauts. Iowa just comes down the floor and scores. That Bohannon kid, when he gets hot, lights out. It's over. Oh, it lights out. All the, yeah, there's no doubt. Now, He's a pure, the, pure shooter. One of the things, though, you want to remember about Michigan, though, their last game, Eli Brooks had an off night. He scored only eight points. He's their guy. Um, yeah. As he goes, they go. And I'm not so sure he's going to have a bad game against this team. 
but I was so much better in almost every phase of the game. I mean, seriously. You know what you could also do? You could also perhaps take Iowa to win the first half. They're one of the best or highest scoring first half teams in the country. Michigan's a decent defending team in the first half, but not great. And if you go with Iowa and the points, you might as well take Iowa and whatever points you get scoring in the first half as well. I should send you these screenshots. As you're talking, I'm making notes. And my first note was, play more first five-inning games when baseball season starts. (laughs) That's the first one. And the second note was, Bet Iowa first half. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm doing this while you're, you're talking. That's why you hear the silence in the background. <laughs> because, you know, Phil, as I told you before, I love doing I love doing this podcast with you, but I get more out of it than you do, I think. And so I, I just write this stuff down. I'm like, it's coming from, okay, yeah, I won the first half. Look That's what I do, too, though. You know, I have a full notepad, and I save every one of those pages. Um, so... What I do oh, is get I, it out for baseball season this year. This year, I'll have some good stuff. But your first five, I mean, this is like in bold letters because it's oh, something yeah. I really never. I've I've played first five, and when you're out in Vegas, you know, there's a lot of guys. That's all they bet is first five, right? And and it's been from what I've seen, and you know, the guys we know, we you know, we don't know everybody, but we know a lot of really good guys, mm-hmm. and you know, and they contact us, and you know. Um, a buddy who I won't mention contact. Here are my plays for for what. Here are my college basketball plays for what it's worth. And he puts for what it's worth. And I'm like, you know, you know, come on, buddy, you know, you're doing all right. He just hit almost seventy percent of his college plays this season, and he's just started sharing his plays with me. But he's the kind of guy that doesn't share his plays unless you ask. Right. Of course. Yeah. And so you know, it's it like I always said, I can't do this alone, Phil. I, I you know, I can do the work. And come up with the games, but then I need to talk to my people, and I text you, and I'll you know text another friend, and what do you think? What do you want? I'm on the other side. Why? You know, and and, and we'll spend like we do on the show, just just uh, having fun talking about sports. We do that on texts and phone calls, so it's like you know, a full day of it. But yeah, I Plus agree. Plus, keeps us off Twitter, right? Yeah, man. You know, I, I I find myself when I get on Twitter, it's like almost you know, it's uh, it's uh, cell phone crack as far as I'm concerned. It's like, man, you can't get off the shit. Yeah, but the worst part is, is uh, gambling Twitter seems to want to cannibalize themselves, and that's you know, that's an interesting proposition considering that there are only two sides to be on. Yeah. There's the side of the book, the house, and everybody else. And you better figure out which side you're on. And and, exa- and you better watch who you're following, and you better make sure, you, you know, because, you know, hey, listen, when you turn me on the bet stamp, there's only one way to do it. You make your play, you make your bet. A lot of them I have to bet with my book. Usually the spread's really close to what's there. Hey, listen, if I have to give an extra half point on bet stamp because I got it at minus one and a half, but it's minus two on bet stamp. I'll still post it as a play. I have to do the same thing. I try to post them as soon as I uh, hang up the phone, so to speak before. Yeah. I'd like it to, I'd like it to be synced, you know, as you sync it, I'd like to be in an area where you've got multiple sources. I would just sync it to my book and then my book. You can't do that. So, well, no, my book doesn't have bet stamp. Um, Your book, your book has a notebook. Yeah, he doesn't even have a, have a computer. I don't know if he knows how to work a computer. I don't know. Hey, how the hell does he get his lines? He must know how to work a computer. Oh, he gets them. How old is he? 82, right? 83 now. Oh, he he's he's old, old school days like the boiler room. See, he's probably yeah. he's probably got the wire still. I bet you he's subscribed to the wire. No, he did. Well, last, last week wasn't a bad week, so he owes me this week. So I called him this morning. Um, I like to call, you know, I like to talk to him every day, even if I'm not going to make a bet. Just to make sure he's still upright, you know, and breathing, because you know, once you get to eighty-three years old, man, you got an expiration date on you. You got that right, but the bottom line is, bless him for still. No, bless him. Yeah. Let me ask. Listen, but let me ask so you a hard. question. When you yeah. let me ask you something though. Now he's yeah. been around a long time doing this book. He didn't just start yesterday. He's yeah, he's, he was a book. New York guy. Yeah, he was originally a New York guy. Worked up there for those guys up in New York. Oh, he has right. a similar story, but goes back a lot further than I do. But 
New York guy, moved down to Florida, um, did the same thing I did. Went to country clubs and everything, got got customers. I met him at a, a local watering hole um, years, years and years ago. I mean, he was in his late 60s when I met him. And uh, he loves it. He loves the action. The only thing is, is that, you know, he gets tired and, and it's 730 He's closed. Oh, He's right. done. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But but the thing with these older guys, now I'm going to ask you a question. When you started with this gentleman, yeah. what did he tell you how much you could bet before you started? What was his limits? The first thing, the funny thing is the first thing he asked me was, how much do I bet a game? What's my average bet per game? And um, I told him, I don't want to spook the guy. Right. So I was like, yeah, I like to, you know, 100, 200. He's like, all right, because I don't take anything less than 100. Because anything less than 100, you want to bet. He goes, bet your, you know, bet your neighbor. You know, a lot of these guys say that. <laughs> right, right, so right, like, right, right. Yeah, no problem. So the first couple of weeks, I was, you know, firing 100, 200, see how the guy was. But he had a good reputation. A lot of guys used him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, I, you know, he gave me. I think he gave me a thousand dollar a game limit, right. and, and it's it's an old book making trick, you know. Um, for new guys, to start you out with like five hundred dollar game limit. Well, first thing it does keeps guys from chasing, right? You know, you're down two grand, but you're only with five hundred. You know, back in the day, especially in Chicago, and I hate to admit it, but we, we used to let guys guys were down three grand. We're like, all right. You know, you knew they were chasing and they're desperate. They're not thinking right. Right. So they're down three grand. They're like, hey, can I get $3,000 down in this game? Well, you know, it's free money for us right at that point or for the guys. Sure. No problem. Right, right, right. Now the guy's down six. <laughs> and then you get a little worried. Now you know a guy's chasing. He's down six. Now if he comes back and calls you and says, hey, listen, can I get six down in this game? You want to guarantee yourself at least half profits. So you're like, listen, I'll give you up to three thousand dollar limit. You, you know, your endure is pretty heavy right now. And so, a guy bet three grand. You're hoping he lose. If he wins, you're still up three grand. But there's a chance if it's Thursday or Friday, he's going to come back with another three dime bet. And then, and then on Sunday, they, they don't want to bet two, three games. They want about every game. You know, NFL Sunday. Right, right. Of course, yeah. But you they know, don't. But see, sports books don't operate like that. A lot of them don't anymore. Oh, they suck, man! I see some of these videos. These guys or, or, or guys on Twitter, you know, tweeting that you know they're trying to get a bet in, and 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 we can mention these companies that sure. that suck: FanDuel, DraftKings, William Hill. Yo, yeah, um, William Hill's awful. They're they're horrible. I mean, come on, Phil. The guy wants to make a bet. He wants to put a five hundred dollar bet or a thousand dollar bet. And he's getting it back. They'll take five dollars. He's got a five dollar max. You'll like, ne- you know with these sign up bonuses, you'll never get to that bonus level when they do that to you because you have to make a certain amount of bets to uh, get your bonus in the first place. So if you're betting a hot, let's say for example you're betting one hundred bucks a game, and you you've deposited one thousand, so if it's seven time rollover, you have to make seven thousand dollars worth of bets. And let's yeah, say, because they do the rollover on your initial deposit. That's right, and 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 that's what and 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 that's why that's where they get you, and that's why these numbers, as we I, I think we've talked about before, they're skewed with these sports books because they're claiming all this income, um, but they're counting those those matching de, you know deposit matching right. as part of the income, which is total BS, but. That's how they're getting away from guys were complaining and giving these companies bad names because they were being banned. Well, now instead of banning these guys, they limit them. They limit you. And the limits are just sickeningly low. Yeah, like a um, dollar. I saw one guy had a limit of $1.97. That's sick. I, I, you know, I must have saw the same thing. It was, it was under $2. And that's why, I mean – you know, like I always said, back in the day, it was either us or Vegas. But you know, you go to you go out to Vegas. You know how much I love Circa, and mm-hmm. I respect the guys out there. Absolutely, and, and what they do. But you walk into Circa, and you're a heavy hitter, and you want to bet a million dollars. Well, sure, they might have a they might have a max uh, on a bet, 
But that doesn't mean you can't get that bet in it, let's say, uh, you know, minus five and a half for 150, 200,000. And then they'll take another $200,000 at six yep. and another $200,000 at six and a half. They have to adjust their lines too. Um, but they're not going to, that's, that's, that's a place. There's a couple others, not many, but a couple others, but Cirque is the main place. All, all your, your money's good there. Yeah. Playoff and, is so, the same way. They have posted limits, of course, but you yeah, know, going yeah. in what it is. So if you don't want to do it, just take a Pasadena. I was taking, I was checking out playoff. I don't think that, you know what? Playoff doesn't play that limit you game. They, they, they're, they're pretty much a straight up. Um, yeah. They don't know what they do. They have limits. Yeah. posted i don't know i can't offhand i don't know what those are but they're okay and but the most important thing is is they don't bury you when you start winning that's right. the difference these companies they're taking your thousand dollar deposit they're giving you a thousand dollars what what they're not telling you up front you have to beg them for this information is what that playthrough rate is which is usually anywhere from three to ten times or more so let's say it's a 10 times rollover. What you've got now is you have to make $10,000 worth of wagers. So let's say, for example, you won your first five bets at 100 bucks a shot. Now you're going to get limited. So you've made, a, you've made $500 worth of bets, but you still have to make $9,500 worth of bets in order to get your bonus. Isn't that sick? That's yeah, sick. And then here's and you what, know what? Nobody yeah, can do it. But yeah. you know what they do though is then they hit you with the limits. So if you're limited to a dollar ninety seven, you're never going to see your sign up bonus. Never going to see oh. it because you're not good enough to do that. No one is. Nobody is. Don't yeah. pay attention Two bucks to what at they say on Twitter. It's crazy. I, I I don't like the business model. You know what? I've, I've read some. You know what? After after uh, we get finished here, I'm going to text Jeff Benson just because I want to know. Jeff, what are Circa's uh, limits on the uh, on the tournament, the conference tournament games? Weren't they fifty thousand or something? I thought I heard. I, I think it's fifty. Maybe maybe the the tournament could be. Uh, maybe they'll raise it, but it's something you know. I'll, I'll just tweet it out to Jeff Benson asking him, and sure enough, within a, a short period of time, he'll respond and he'll post the betting limits for the tournament. There, you know what? That's the way to be transparent and be upfront with the client because. It's 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 a customer service oriented driven business, right? And, and and if you don't offer customer service, these companies, they're corporations. Um, and I'm not talking about the the sports book that we've been you know familiar with for years, but I'm talking about these up and comers getting to this game. It's about their damn bottom line. They could give two shits. Excuse my language that's about okay. the better. That's yeah, that's exactly could, right. Yeah, they don't care about the better. They care about you know the bottom line and. You know, and that's that's what I don't like. And they take advantage of a lot of people, and a lot of people go in. A lot of people, a lot of people listen to to you and and are familiar with you. You know, are, are sharper people, and they understand about what these companies are doing. But there's been some rumblings about about what they're doing, and that sign up bonus is one problem. That's a big problem. That is a big problem. You know, the problem though is that a lot of these sports books, John, don't understand their business. They don't know it. No. It's all about the long game. You know, I said something on Twitter, and, and, and Jeff actually agreed with me. I said, you know what? The problem is they don't know their business because their business is the long game. Jeff Benson will take all your bets because you know what? He may have to pay some of them out, but the majority of them he's going to win. And that extra volume for a guy, let's say, for example, Spanky, who, yeah. you know, he has his complaints about not being able to get down in certain places because they have limits. But at the end of the day, a spanky is going to bring you a thousand more people to wager just because you let him do it. And you're in the volume business. And if you don't understand that, and they also understand the fact that the house always wins in the end, 1% maybe, 1% of sports bettors out there make enough money to actually support their lifestyle without working another job that's and, true that's the that's very true statement it, it, and it and it is and you can see from, from you know you and i we're, we're up late we're, we're we're up late we're up early oh yeah um and, and and we're trying to get these games right 
But um, this should be an. I, I'm really looking forward to this tournament. Me and, too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Too. I'm gonna be. We're gonna be watching uh, basketball like crazy. Um, I got to get my TV guide. Oh, they don't have that anymore. Anyhow, I got to figure out what channel all these games are on. Right. You know what you can do? Go to ESPN the schedule. Right. Of the games, and they'll usually tell you what station it's on, what network is carrying the game. Yeah, we'll get our end off. Uh, let's see if uh, let's see if anybody can get a perfect bracket this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna say if I had a million dollars, if I had if I had a million dollars to bet, I would definitely bet a million dollars that no, but nobody's ever hit a bracket. I mean, ever you know completed and won the the the, the bracket you know challenge. There's never been a winner of every game. <laughs> no, um, no, there's not. And the worst part is, is they do multiple lineups, multiple brackets, and still can't seem to knock one off because it's that difficult. But at the end of the day, we'll be with you guys all the way. Yep. And that's for sure. John, great stuff today. Well done, man. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. It was, good. It was great being on with you, buddy. I really enjoy it. I do, too. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. You can find John on Twitter at Merges. John, that's capital M, capital J. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. PlayUp.com, head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And don't forget that all picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Head on over there, sign up for an account, and follow us. You know, I charge a nominal fee. Only because, and I'm not selling picks anymore. I'm just selling a nominal fee, so you have to either you have to listen to the show, and that's the key. We want you to listen to the show and learn, and that's where the picks are for free. If you do, otherwise, you're going to have to pay. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.